Hello, everybody. Ella J here on behalf of WrestleZone. And today I am joined by the arm collector, Jessica Troy. So uh, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, pretty good this morning. This morning for me anyway. Yeah, you're definitely an early riser I've seen in the past, you know, even on your off days, it seems, would you say? Um, depends. I definitely like I have to force myself out of bed. Um, you if know, I, I feel if it was that. up to me, I'd stay in bed till like midday. You know, I I feel that if it was up to me, I'd stay in bed till like noon, one o'clock, to be honest with oh, you. But I could do it so easily. Yeah, you just kind of get used to it after a while. But, you know, we are in a brand new year, which obviously means 2022 is behind us. But that doesn't mean that it's forgotten because, quite frankly, you've had a phenomenal last year, obviously, holding the MCW Women's Championship for most of it, vying for a few heavyweight titles and a bunch more. So starting off kind of for you personally, is there a particular match of yours that stands out to you or maybe one that you feel the most proud of the last year and why yeah definitely I think the match I had the most fun in or the one I'm most happy watching back would be my match against Unsocial Jordan at a PWA show earlier in the year that was probably the one of the matches I had the most fun in and just watching it back I was like oh I'm actually happy with how I look doing everything so that's a rare occasion so probably that match I do know, too, you kind of like to take that moment to enjoy it, too. So for you, do you remember, I, obviously, you've had a bunch of matches throughout the year, but do you recall any particular moment of that match you, like, felt you really took in stuff? Oh, definitely when he gave me a falcon arrow off the top rope, because I had to kind <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after that, I was like, okay, I'm just going to lay here for a little bit. So that was definitely, like, a sink it in kind of moment, but also letting me catch my breath and, uh, make sure I'm still alive <laughs> yeah give you a moment to breathe obviously yeah after that, that was nice a bit of a like okay let's just uh sit here for a second <laughs> Yeah, catch your breath. But obviously, we mentioned the MCW women's title, which obviously you won in a ballroom blitz match in late 2021 after the former champion Kellyanne relinquished it after announcing her retirement. So can you kind of talk about a little bit of the influence Kellyanne might have had on the Australian scene after? I mean, she was there well over a decade throughout her tenure. Oh, yeah, I think all the everyone in Australia should be lucky that we had Kellyanne here for how long she was wrestling for. She was just such a intense and impactful wrestler like she would really just lay it in and leave it all in the ring especially when we had matches because we would wrestle I think we wrestled almost all over Australia everyone wanted to have that match in every state almost and every time I came out of a match I feel like I'd learned something or we just really beat each other up and put on a good show so I think everyone should be thankful that she was here and take from her intensity almost <laughs> Yeah, for you yourself, I mean, start. you kind of portray this, not happy-go-lucky, but I feel like you've been a baby face pretty much most of your career, but obviously when you wrench in that arm bar, you know, you're pretty intense, would you say? So is that, um, I don't know, how do I ask this? For you, kind of watching somebody like Kellyanne, for you, is there certain ways that you maybe in took something that she, that you learned from her and implemented it into your own work at all? Yeah, definitely. Not even just learnt for her, but I think she brings it out in the people that she wrestles. Like, she's just so intense and hard-hitting in the ring that to have a good match with her, you have to think in your own head, I have to keep up with this. I have to make sure I'm looking as strong and as intense as she is. So she would bring that out of everyone that she wrestles, I believe. 
Yeah, and obviously with that respective title we were talking about, you are now essentially filling this void kind of left by Kellyanne and stepping into this new role for MCW at the time. So can you kind of tell us more about that approach you took to kind of following your big win? And did you feel any pressure going into that? Yeah, definitely felt some pressure because over the, like, obviously taking her from Kellyanne's Tyler Reign, she was my vet. And then all the people I wrestled, I was their vet. So yeah. I was like taking over that role almost exactly. And I'm not really used to being in that position. But I thought I did a good job. And I was happy to kind of explore not so much being the underdog anymore, but actually the person in control and the one that looks like, oh, she's going to win because she has the armbar, she has the experience. So it was a nice new role for me to play. And I hope the other people I wrestled took something away from it as well. Yeah, you talk about you being a vet. You're now entering your ninth year in professional wrestling since debuting. Absolutely crazy, right? And I feel like you've definitely built yourself a reputable and respectable reputation, definitely. And people now kind of look to you for guidance and as a coach for PWA. So, I mean, can you kind of tell us more about the details of that role and kind of the process into transitioning into that? Because now, again, you're kind of lending how Kellyanne was to you. You're kind of doing that now for the newer stars. Yeah, for sure. I'm actually really enjoying it as well. So I we have um at PWA training, we have like three different levels. Yeah. And I just started coming a lot more frequently to the very, very beginner level. And I was I wasn't so much taking control of the class and whatnot, but I was just helping out here and there. I was just happy to be there and helping these people. And then they asked me to officially become a coach. And I was like, Oh, that sounds that sounds fun. I think I'll be able to do it. And like every week on from there out, I just saw myself getting uh, more comfortable I wouldn't say better at coaching but just more comfortable and confident which almost improves my skill as a wrestler as well like explaining how to do certain things and the meanings behind it all and actually understanding everything is make is helping me plus I get to see other people improve I get to see people from their tryout to have their first match mm-hmm. so it's just it is really fun yeah I'm really enjoying it is there a piece of advice or aspect that you'd really try to instill into the students along their path to PWA? Yeah, um, definitely. I really like the mechanics of wrestling. Yes. That's the stuff. I like doing the actual moves and the moving around the ring and positioning. So I'm very big on like the footwork, which a lot of the coaches at PWA are. So I'm always trying to instill in these like new people, make sure your footwork is good before you go trying like all these crazy other things as long as you have your basics and your footwork then the other coaches should be happy yeah it's kind of laying down that foundation in the early stages too so I feel like you're definitely one who has a lot of valuable experience but like you said we've seen a steady influx of new talent in the last few years in the Australian scene as a whole so for someone like you who's had firsthand experience and in seeing these talent break into the business are there any talent that you believe more people should be taking notice of right now Oh, I feel like I probably say it every time, but like just Australia as a whole, I'd love to be taken like more notice of. We have so many, like, especially in PWA up and coming, like new people that just started coming on shows, uh, even people that are like just about to start on shows. I'm like, they're already so good just because of um the training we have here and the coaches that we have here, like Robbie Eagles, McMurray, Madison Eagles, all those people are just making these wrestlers so much better and I think everyone needs to start noticing them it's like 
everyone thinks Cherry Stevens is still a rookie, but she's been around for so long and she's accomplished so much. I know. Last year. She's, like, she's, she's, just done, one, she's just one of us now. Like She's done insane things over the last yeah. year. You know, she's had a unique journey to kind of like an intern to a personal referee and like now a professional wrestler. The story of Cherry Stevens has been really fun to see blossom over the last few years, to be honest. Yeah, with you. absolutely. She, I yeah, She's I already been going so after championships and, you know, she's been really killing it. So she's definitely been one that I've been enjoying myself. Me too. I love watching her wrestle. She's so much fun. <laughs> I feel like too, obviously you are helping obviously this newer group of talent and grow and evolve. So, but for you specifically, in what ways do you think that you've grown personally and professionally in the last nine years then? Oh, well, like, as I said earlier, when I first started my wrestling career, I was always considered the underdog because yes. I am normally the smaller person in the ring. That's just how it's going to be. There's nothing I can do to change that. But like through the experience and like all the different places I've been training, the places around the world I've actually wrestled in, I like to think I'm less of an underdog now, depending on who I'm in the ring with, obviously. But there's a lot of people that I would be the person in control. I would be the leader of the match almost, and they would be the underdog to me. So I think that's a interesting new thing I've come into within the past year or so. The kind of David is now the Goliath in some sense. Of yeah, that. almost, which is, I don't know, is that a... Not so much, not very humbling thing to say, but it's still like that's how I feel. Yeah. For you, what do you think has been the kind of, I guess, biggest arc of that story for you where you were the underdog, but you felt like you really overcome it for you? What was, do you think was the biggest, not shock, but biggest story for you and contributed? What, what do you think was the biggest match or moment that contributed to that arc of you being the underdog for a while? I would, it's a weird thing to say, but every time I wrestle Robbie Eagles, I don't, it's the like opposite how I feel like I obviously am the underdog in that situation. Cause he's Robbie Eagles, but I find like every time I wrestle him, uh, he brings out the best in me again. And it makes me feel like, Oh, if I got the next person I go up against, maybe that will be me. Like I can take over Robbie's role in this situation. So it's a weird kind of opposite thing going on here. But every time I wrestle him, I come out thinking that's what I want to do. Like every match from now on I want to be that person for the other person in the ring yeah well I mean he's kind of your trainer you know and now you're kind of and he's obviously still active doing that but you're now also in kind of the same position he is slash was in so I feel like it's kind of you know a cycle you're he's one generation you're the next and then obviously people are looking up to you now but obviously a big part of that growth for you is definitely venturing out to new places like the United States which you made your return to this last March and April after almost three years away which is so sad but we are so happy to have had you back obviously you made your way over to texas florida and then hawaii right oh yeah we we normally go to hawaii on the way home just because it'd be rude not to it's on the way so now i've never i've never been there so i want to hear all about this experience i've never been a part of america you have to go I know. So, I mean, your most recent experience there, can you tell us more about it? What are, obviously, it's typical for you, but what does your typical trip to Hawaii look like? Well, to be fair, I've only been there like twice. Okay, but, fair um, enough. <laughs> <laughs> I, we only go for like a few days just to like, it, it also breaks up the plane ride home because yeah. we have to, like, say we're flying home from um like Florida or something. It takes, what, five hours to get to LA or more. And then it's a 14 hour plane ride from LA to Sydney. So if we stop in at Hawaii on the way home, I think it's like only a 10 hour plane ride from Hawaii to Sydney. So it just kind of helps a little bit. Mm. But most of the time we just hang out by the beach, drink cocktails. 
Uh, we tried surfing last time. How'd that I'm go not, for you? <laughs> um, I've been from from Australia. I'm used to the beach. I'm used to the waves. Yeah. Uh, I can paddle out. It's just catching the waves. Whenever I did it, I always ended up doing it accidentally. Like I wouldn't mean to catch the wave, but it would like pull me anyway. So I don't know if it's for me, but I I love the water still. Like I could be in the ocean all day, basically. Curious, what's your zodiac sign? I'm a Sagittarius. That's not a water sign. It's okay. not. I'm a fire sign. Let's see. That's <laughs> interesting, funny. though. That's yeah. very interesting. Obviously, part of that trip, too, was your time in Dallas, where I saw you during WrestleMania weekend. Obviously, combined with sightseeing, you obviously got back into action in the ring. So how was that for you, obviously, not now being in America, but actually finally wrestling again in America? It was really cool. Plus, I got to do it like with someone I already knew. So I wrestled Rachel Ellering, yes. which was really fun, like one of my matches. Uh, and she's just like the loveliest human ever so it was great to see her again and actually finally get into the ring with her as well so it was really fun I feel like too obviously during your time here in the states I saw you put together a series of photo shoots as well which a little birdie told me you you give some great posing tips so I want to know told you? who said that Miss Kingsley you know oh yes yes Actually, she talked about it on another podcast, then I asked her about it, but I want to go directly to the source here. What are some essential tips to posing and putting together a good photo shoot in the eyes of Jessica Troy, the expert? Well, in the like, you have to just, it's really just like a, um, you have to make mistakes, obviously, but you have to learn how your body looks. Uh-huh. So you just have to keep moving until you find a position that works for your own body. Like I like looking not directly at the camera. I like looking away from it because that's just what I do. If you want to get your bum in the picture, you stick one leg behind, the other leg in front. So yeah, it's like I good... did know that one. Yeah, yeah, that one's a classic. That's a go-to all the time, because why not? For you, what has been the most memorable photo shoot, whether it be for Instagram, Patreon, or a collaboration? Because I know you've been doing a bunch of those recently, too. I love doing anything like the one we did at the pool. We did a pool shoot. So it was like me, Shazza, Kingsley um uh bell pierce yes and i'm probably missing someone else maybe but like frankie a bunch of... too maybe but i don't know if she was there oh she must have been there she must have but it was a really really fun photo shoot and like even we have our new photography our photographer she told me the other day she's like i'm so surprised how long you held off actually jumping to the water like as soon as we got to the pool i was like okay we're going in because I just wanted to go in straight away. And the girls are like, no, we have to not, that, not get our hair wet for a few of the pictures. And I was like, the water's right there. So, yeah. I mean, I you're, kind of, a, a you're kind of accustomed to the water. I'm actually surprised you didn't dive. But you know the objective. You need to get some good shots while your hair is dry. So keep your exactly. eyes on the prize. <laughs> and then we got the good shot of me finally jumping into the water. So that was worth you it. You did. That's an epic action shot, right? Yeah, exactly. That's what we want. <laughs> I feel like, too, obviously, we see another element of you in some of these shoots showing your personal style, which to me kind of seems like free-flowing, but also kind of vintage, too. Oh, yeah, for sure. How would you describe your personal sense of style, like, fashion-wise? Oh, I think you got it pretty good. Like, I like a lot of vintage stuff. I like a lot of, I wouldn't call it hippie, but it's like new age hippie almost kind of vibe. Like, I, I was into the flared pants for ages. Yeah. Now I'm into the more, like, the baggy pants at the moment. Anything with, like, a flower pattern, all these, like, earthy tones. Yeah, like, fantasy 
hippie new agey kind of vibes those are what i'm looking for yeah when i think of flare pants i think of you and mickey james because you guys love like that. rocked and those exactly so. and now i have the flare pants for when i wrestle as well so i definitely paying homage to her there because she is just killer of the game so absolutely <laughs> Yeah, in terms of ring gear too, obviously, I don't, you obviously have kind of the flair, you, that translates over to your ring gear as well. And you've drawn inspiration from television shows like The Winx before, which, yeah. oh my God, staple of my childhood too. So can you tell me more about your general sources of inspiration when it comes to putting together your ring gear? I take a lot of inspiration from whatever I'm into at the moment. So obviously the flare pants was really good and I thought I looked good in them. So I was like, I might as well wrestle in them as well, because that makes sense um I've been recently trying to take a lot of inspiration from the books I read so like my latest set was inspired by a book called Carry On which is there tell us about it it's a it's a book about a boy who goes to a magical school and he's considered the chosen one so very much like Harry Potter kind of vibes but in a completely different light the magic system's completely different and the stories and characters are really cool but so he has like, he eventually has these dragon wings as well. So I had these dragon wings on the, on the gear and their school uniform is purple and green stripes. So I did that in like my own style though. So I still had the flared pants. I just kind of implemented the colors and some of the themes from the book. Now for you, obviously that's one of your most recent gear, but in terms of your favorite gear, can you kind of describe it and maybe the story behind that one? Oh, well, that one would probably, but I, I say this every time, but every new set I get would be my new favorite. Okay. So at the moment, that one's my favorite, but my all-time favorite. I really love your orange. You might have a couple, but I really like your orange and white ones that you've had before. You I, might have yeah, a couple I, of them, but. Yeah, I really like any kind of orange because yeah. obviously it kind of matches my hair. Yeah. But then there was one that was like, um, it was like a really light pastel purple and a really light pastel yellow. Yeah. And I really enjoyed that but just because the colors look like a rainbow paddle pop, which is like an ice cream over here. Yeah. Um, but then the, I only wore them a few times. Actually, no, I got a decent use out of it, but then it started getting a bit loose. So I just stopped wearing it. I feel like the pastel purple is like the pastel purple and black one anyways, kind of like you're a yeah. staple. Like that's yeah. a, a, the photo for a lot of your graphics and stuff like that. That's kind of Absolutely. what I first think of as she's ironically wearing pastel purple right now. Um, So I feel like that kind of, you're not afraid of color, obviously, as we oh, I love color. Yeah. So it, it makes you stand out. Like you have so many different like cuts and like interesting things that you do. And then obviously your purple arm that you come out to have oh, yeah, true. question. Have you ever, I don't know if you, have, do you just have one or do you have multiple of those? I mannequins? have one, but I have a backup as well. Cause I ended up, I had to buy a whole, uh, I had, a, I bought a whole torso of a mannequin. Yeah. Then you had to cut and it I off. took the arms off. Yeah. So I have two arms, but okay. I only have the one that's painted and, and has been used, but I have the other one as well. No, I'm curious. Obviously, it's kind of, it's about the same color that you're wearing right now. Have you thought about recoloring it, repainting it at all at some point? I have. I've had ideas of like, because I have a bunch of like art supplies, obviously. I'm a big um, yeah, crafty person. I have like Posca pens and everything. So it'd be so easy for me to like draw a cool pattern on it and everything like that. I'm just lazy you know I feel that I feel yeah. that you're obviously always working and everything and reading obviously you mentioned you obviously love to read as well you have a book club on your patreon as well yeah. insert shameless plug here so Please. can you tell us uh can you update us with what you're currently reading uh I'm currently reading a book called 
the inheritance games which is a young adult not fantasy but not like everyday I don't know well it's just a young a young adult book about a girl who somehow comes into a large sum of money inherited from a guy she didn't know and obviously the family is very angry at her and that's how far I'm in at the moment okay sounds and it's good. okay it's just it's okay <laughs> oh no are you one that has to finish a book even if you're not completely sold on it most of the time yeah most of the time okay that's commitment <laughs> yeah. for you it seems like we we talked a little bit about kind of like sci-fi stuff are what genres are you typically drawn to in terms of novels mostly i'd say i normally read fantasy like i think all oh, most of this shelf okay minus these yeah is all fantasy and then the bottom shelf actually as well so i mainly fantasy um and also just modern contemporary books as well like a nice love story where two people fall in love i love i love love can you okay I might be wrong. Can you show me those books that you though? Can you move your head? Those look like the Pretty Little Liars books. I don't know why they, the colors. They're not. But, um... They're not because the well the pink, blue, green, orange. Oh, that. Yeah, because they're those are all a series of different colors as well for that. So it's like yeah, literally like the I same read... order. Those were it looks like. Yeah, I think I read those when I was in high school. Yeah. I read the first three or whatever it was. No, there that's Heartstopper. Oh. It's actually a novel. Oh, sorry, a graphic novel. So it's yeah. like a comic. Oh, okay. Hmm. Okay. Uh, before we kind of get into more wrestling, we were obviously mentioning television shows like The Winks and stuff like that. And I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Pokemon really quickly. So can you elaborate on why you feel like you relate to Psyduck the most of all the Pokemon? <laughs> I relate to Psyduck the most because he's always confused and he always has a headache. And that's just me. <laughs> You, the, the ironic part is again you're a fire sign oh no Sci i am thinking no psyduck's a psychic pokemon I no thinking... he 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 should be but he's actually yeah. a water type see that's what i did think but like yeah i'm pretty sure anyway i'm pretty yeah. sure he should be psychic i agree probably psychic and water. water there's a couple yeah, that fall might under be the spectrum but ironically yeah. you're a fire sign but you feel like you relate to a water pokemon isn't that odd yeah i don't understand <laughs> <laughs> what do you do to treat these headaches then a lie in bed <laughs> fair enough <laughs> ignore them till they go away obviously you were just saying that you uh, enjoy a lot of the fantasy aspect of books but in terms of wrestling you obviously pride yourself on technical wrestling but you do also love some good old comedy wrestling as well so that's my with, favorite kind of wrestling <laughs> yeah so within that genre i can't do it Yes, you can. You're a, you're a versatile, you. you know. Thank you. In that genre, what moment, match, or performer do you enjoy? Do I enjoy wrestling or watching? Um, or watching. Both. I would say watching. Um, like, oh, I a classic. I go for like Kikitaro, just because that's like the go-to. I think of comedy wrestling. Um, Orange Cassidy, especially oh my God, as yeah. well. It's a great great wrestler especially like a bit older orange cassidy i say he's been he's a serious wrestler now i yeah. think so um yeah all those people people i just find it so easy to watch and it's just whenever they do something that's so silly it it just makes me laugh i just love it now and i also love watching big fudge oh he's my god yeah yeah wrestler in australia especially at pwa he's so much fun to wrestle as well because then it makes me feel like i'm a comedy wrestler but really he's the one being funny but the match itself is funny. <laughs> yeah. 
I feel like, again, Australia is not just, like, it's not molded into just one thing. Like, you guys defy a lot of, like, the norms, obviously, with, like, in this male-dominated industry. But there's so many different, like, facets to it. There's deathmatch. There's comedy. You know, mm-hmm. there there's cage. You know, it's just a good variety of things in yeah, Australia. there's which... always something for everyone. And it's so good because a lot of the time, like, a, a show in itself will have a match for everyone. Like, it would be a really cool serious technical match and then a comedy match and then like a six person scramble it would be like a mix of everything on this one show which is just great yeah and I feel like you've been one who has been I know you won't admit it but you've been a pretty good all-around player I feel like but we obviously at the beginning of our chat we talked about some of your successes from last year but looking forward to the new year now in front of you do you have any specific personal or professional goals besides going to Japan that you are yearning to accomplish this year um wrestling goals this year my main wrestling goal this year is to by the end of the year I want to win the award for match of the year I think I was lucky enough last year so like 2022 at our awards night I won PWA management wrestler of the year which was really cool I was like thank you very much I wasn't expecting it so I think for 2023 my goal will be to win match of the year because that would be just a really cool different award to win to be appreciated for this one particular amazing match I'm curious for you I know she is Charlie Evans is your soulmate I feel like in wrestling and in life but is she the one that you kind of feel like you have the most best chemistry with in the ring or who what performers do you feel like you jive with them the best she's definitely one of them that I like anytime we wrestle it's just gonna be fun for both of us I think like we're just gonna we vibe so well with each other outside of the ring and inside the ring so it's just so easy to make something happen really fun in the ring I really enjoy wrestling like Unsocial Jordan who I mentioned before uh Will Cadis is someone I really enjoy wrestling I think we click in the ring as well which is cool Matt Diamond yeah all these people are just so much fun and obviously we look forward to all you have to offer for 2023 it's next year's gonna be a decade jessica that's just insane that remind me i know but i feel like you are continue to blossom and continue to be one of the faces of the australian scene obviously i believe we might see you again here in a few months during mania weekend if if we, uh, we, never we, say hope never. So. <laughs> we hope so anyway but in the meantime before we let you go can you please tell the listeners where they can find you on your social media and of course patreon yeah, of course. So you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Jessica Troy Pro. Um, I'm on Facebook, but I never post on there, so don't bother. <laughs> and also on Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash Jessica Troy, where we can talk about books, see all my photo shoots and all this other random stuff I get up to in my everyday life. Well, Jessica, thank you so much for joining me here today. It's been an absolute pleasure as always. Well, thank you for having me. <laughs>